Welcome to the Empowered Christian Woman Podcast. My name is Jeanette Cochran. I'm a pastor, women's leadership coach, and self-proclaimed Jesus feminist. I'm on a mission to inspire and equip women everywhere to own our voice, speak up, create, and lead wherever God calls. Because when women rise, everyone wins. Hi, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's 2023 already. I've been gone for a while. I took some time off at the end of the year and in the beginning of January just to really get renewed and refreshed, but I'm back for a new season and we have an incredible lineup for you this year of empowered Christian women that I'm excited to bring to you. Women who are showing incredible resilience, women who are doing very impactful work. Some of them are pastors, some of them are authors, some of them are CEOs, and I'm going to be bringing their stories to you and their wisdom to you in this season. So if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you to do that. You're not going to want to miss a single episode. And please share this with other women in your network so that we can amplify the voices of women. That's one of my main goals for this podcast is to just create a place where the voices of women can be heard because so often our voices, especially in Christian communities, are silenced or marginalized to the background as just support staff. And that's not to say that we don't need women in support roles. We also need men there. But we need a place where women can share their leadership wisdom. When I hear of women that are doing powerful work, it reminds me of what is possible. And so I hope in this season, as you hear the stories of incredible women, empowered Christian women, that you will be reminded and maybe even dream again of what is possible for you. Because if someone else is doing it, that means you can do it too. And so I encourage you, like or subscribe, share the podcast, because we have a great lineup coming for you. In this inaugural podcast for 2023, I just want to share a little bit of my own personal wisdom with you that I think might be helpful. Hopefully you'll get some decent takeaways from this. I want to talk about thinking bigger than goals. I want to talk about a life vision. I think the reason that New Year's resolutions really work and that oftentimes we can set goals and then six or eight weeks in, we find we haven't made any progress. Maybe we've just given up altogether. I think often the reason that happens is because our goals are not grounded in a bigger vision of who we want to be and what we want to accomplish in our lifetime. When our goals are grounded in a bigger vision of who we're striving to be, when our goals can be grounded in a bigger vision of the quality of the relationships that we want to cultivate in our life, it helps us to find greater clarity about, first of all, what's really important so that we set better goals And then it helps us to find the passion and the focus to really make some progress on those goals. I have experienced this in my own personal life. In 2016, I hired a life coach and together 
we worked on developing my personal life plan, my personal life vision. It took me about eight weeks to develop this life vision, and it's about 10 pages long. Although I want to say it doesn't have to take eight weeks. It took me that long because, of course, I was trying to do it while also living my life. And so I had to find, I had, to, I should say, I had to make space to really get away from the hurried life and to reflect and to prayerfully consider my life as a whole. And so you can do it in less than eight weeks, but I want you to know it does take longer than an hour. You're not going to sit down in one hour and really hammer out a whole life vision. You could do parts of it in an hour, but it takes a little longer than that. So I want to talk about what is a life vision, why it matters, and then a little bit about how to create one. A life vision is really a big picture plan with many components to it that articulates what's important to you and the details of the life that you want to create. It starts with a high level view and then it moves down to include components of all areas of your life. And it does include goals, but it starts at a really high level, at a, a grander vision of your life. And then you start looking at every area of your life, your spiritual life. If you're married, your married life or your relationship with a significant other, your life with your family. If you're a parent, your parenting life, your health and wellness, your mental and emotional health, your intellectual and personal growth, your ministry or career, finances, and even leisure and hobbies and fun. <laughs> Imagine that. I know for so many of us women, if we were to actually assess our life on leisure and fun, we would find that it's lacking. And so even in your life vision, it's important that you're looking to make sure that you are having times of refreshment and just fun. So I crafted this life vision nearly 10 years ago. It's a working document that I refer to a lot, at least quarterly I'm going back to it, but I have my goals in front of me that I'm looking at weekly. And then every year, you know, so this past December as the year was ending, I pulled out that life vision and I looked at it again and said, what did I accomplish? And I looked through every area of it and I made some tweaks because we are people who are evolving. Hopefully we're evolving and we're growing and we're changing every year. So as we change, our vision does change. And as we connect deeply with our God-given purpose and calling, the Spirit of God reveals new things to us in new seasons. And so I update this document often. My goals are always grounded in this vision. They flow from this vision. And what's most amazing is since creating this life vision, I've accomplished more of my goals than ever. And I've really made progress on some of the things that I would say are most important to me. Some of those are related to personal growth and learning. Some of those are ministry goals and relationship goals. Some of them have been just fun goals. In these last few years, I've taken a couple of dream vacations that I really had been dreaming about for 10 or 20 years. And I finally 
decided these were the years I was going to make that happen and I found a way to make them happen. So I share this with you because my own personal experience has been that I've actually been able to build a more amazing life and been more intentional about how I spend my time and what I focus on because I spent that eight weeks in 2016 hammering out a vision and coming back to that vision again and again and again. There's a life that you were born to live. It's a life that God uniquely created you for. And so your life vision will help you get clear on what that life could look like and should look like so that you can steward your time and your resources to grow your potential and to live to the fullest. So when you have a picture of your life vision, it really does trickle down to help you to figure out what should be on your calendar and what to let go. I think vision is the secret sauce of growth and change. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Or in some versions, it says cast off restraint, meaning when there's no vision, the people are just going in all different directions and they have no self-control. They're just doing whatever. But when there is a divine revelation of what God is doing in the world and what God is doing in your life and who God has created you to be, that divine revelation leads to clarity and focus and self-control. So it's more likely to produce motivation and action. Last year, I read a really helpful book that talks a little bit about this idea of our future self called Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He says, if we stay connected to our future self, we will value our present. And so there's a lot of talk these days about, you know, the past is gone. Don't get hung up on rehashing the past. There's nothing you can do about it. And the future's not even here yet. So why are we constantly thinking about the future? Because when we do that, we're not in the present. And I do agree that that's true. But there's a lot of evidence to show that when we take the time to connect with the future self that we know God has called us to create, the future self that we want to be, when we're able to do that, it actually helps us to live more powerfully in the present. Because when we're connected to that future vision of what really matters, it helps us to make quality decisions in the present. It helps us to take actions that serve our future self instead of just getting giving in to the short-term immediate gratification. Vision always precedes creation. Everything that we can see in our external world always began first as a dream in someone's mind. It was just a picture in someone's mind until they spent the time to create it. God has endowed our human brains with this unique ability to dream and imagine and to co-create with him. And friends, the most important thing that you have been given to steward and to co-create with God is your life. 
This week in the United States, we celebrated the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, who was an incredible leader of the civil rights movement and really impacted the United States and our world in a powerful way. One of Dr. King's most known and most quoted speeches is his I Have a Dream speech. Dr. King's speech raised the level of human consciousness in our country because his words gave us a vivid picture of the future people that we could become and the good that we could create in our country. His vision captured the hearts and minds of millions of people and it motivated many to change their current attitudes and behaviors because they could see clearly how the goals of the civil rights movement connected to a future vision of what could be and what should be in our country. Up until the 1990s, a lot of psychology really focused on human problems and a lot of the psychology theories and therapies were focused on addressing the past, identifying what was the problem and what happened in this person's past that is causing them to act in the present in the way that they are. That's really much of what social science and psychologists focused on until the 1990s. In the 1990s, this new ideology came about called positive psychology. When psychologists began asking different questions and they started experimenting to really understand what led someone to be happy, healthy, and successful. And what they discovered is that a person's past does not drive or dictate their actions and behaviors. What they realized was human beings are actually more impacted by our future by who we believe we can become and what we believe is possible for us, regardless of what's happened in the past. It's the future that pulls us forward. I think this is why throughout scripture, God tells us again and again who we are. God seems to be wanting throughout scripture to give us a picture of who we are in Christ. This is why the Bible says you are chosen. You are God's workmanship. You are a new creation, holy and blameless. You are heirs with Christ, more than a conqueror. You are a royal priesthood. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are healed and whole and greatly loved. You see, science is just confirming what God has known all along. Human beings need a clear vision of who we can become and what is possible for us to rise to our full potential. I think of the Apostle Paul who did the same thing. In Philippians chapter 3, he wrote, Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying the way I turned my life around and have accomplished amazing things is because I'm keeping a clear eye on the future ahead. I'm focusing on what God is calling me to. I don't let my past failures and my selfish actions take up space in my head and hold me back because that's gone. I can't change that. 
but I can write a different future. And so I'm clear and I'm focused on the future that God has me, has for me, and it pulls me forward to accomplish my goals. Social scientists have also discovered that really all human action and behavior is goal-driven, whether they're short-term or long-term goals. There are some who would say, I don't set goals. I just think it's a waste of time. I don't really have any personal goals. But we all have goals. We just may not be conscious of them. Every human action has a purpose. And another word for purpose is goal. All human action is goal-driven. Even if that goal is not consciously considered, it's there below the surface, unconsciously driving our actions and behaviors. For example, when I go to the refrigerator to get food, that action is probably driven by my goal to satisfy hunger. Or perhaps maybe I'm not really hungry and that goal is being driven by my desire to seek distraction in food. Or maybe my goal is to just find some pleasure by indulging in rich, savory foods so that I can avoid feeling my feelings, my difficult emotions, right? How many of us know that we, at times, we engage in emotional eating? And so our goal of eating is really to avoid those emotions, not to satisfy hunger or going to work. For some people, they really don't like their job, but they get up every day and they go to their job. And perhaps their goal for going to work every day is because they like to keep cash coming into their bank account so they can pay for their house and keep a roof over their head. Perhaps their goal for going to work every day is to avoid becoming homeless. That's valid, right? For others, their goal of showing up to work each day may be largely driven by a desire to make a positive contribution in the world, to help people. Or maybe they want to excel in their industry, and so they want to be challenged and grow and learn so that they can move on to their that next career and really get to the career that they really feel called to. For others, that's their goal for showing up to work each day. All of those people are doing the same thing. They are getting up every day and they are going to work. But underneath of it, their goal is very different. A life vision will help you identify what's driving you now. It will bring to light your current goals so that you can examine them and first of all, decide, are these goals even serving me? Are these goals that I want to pursue? If you want to pursue them, great, then you make them explicit. But I promise you, you'll find in some other areas, there are some things driving your behavior. There are some unconscious goals that you're pursuing that you're going to realize these goals are not serving me and I want to change them. Most of us are driven by short-term goals, you know, distracting ourselves by scrolling through social media, indulging in maybe eating chocolate cake so we can get that quick hit of dopamine and feel better. Maybe it's another glass of wine to reduce the anxiety that we're feeling or just living for the weekends, paying the bills, right? We all at times are driven by short-term goals, many of them unconscious. Now, we all do it. This is not meant to be a talk about how to judge ourselves and beat ourselves up. These are normal human behaviors. 
I engage in some of these behaviors at times. I'm sharing these examples so that you can begin to see the unconscious goals that might be driving your behaviors. So in a sense that you can be onto yourself because the first step in change is understanding. It's seeing what's really going on. We all have goals. The question is, have we connected deeply to our future self? Have we developed a clear future vision so that we can set our goals mindfully and with intention? A life vision will help you consider your life with the long view in mind. You know, some psychologists believe that our human brains have not really evolved to effectively think years or decades into the future. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors weren't planning for retirement at 65, right? They were too busy strategizing for their next meal or trying to avoid being eaten. And so the reality is that the human brain really doesn't naturally think long-term. We have to be intentional about it. It's going to take some energy. It's going to take some work and some focus to really think 20 or 30 years into the future. But here's the crux of the matter. The quality of our connection to our future self determines the quality of our life and actions now. Let me say that again. The quality and connection that you have with your future self will determine the quality of your life and your actions now. Scientific research backs this up. The more connected you are with the person that you want to be and what you want to accomplish, not just tomorrow or a year from now, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the clearer you are on that and the more connected you are to seeing yourself in the future, the more likely you are to make quality decisions in the here and now. When our goals are disconnected from our life vision, it's super easy to get caught up in the urgent goals and get sidetracked by someone else's goals and what they want from you. Think email, think texts, think of all the requests for your time maybe that you say yes to with not even considering the trade-offs that it costs you. So here's my question for you. Do you have a clearly articulated life vision? How much time have you really spent considering the person that you want to be and the things that you want to accomplish 10, 20, 30 years from now? Now, there's a lot that goes into developing a life vision, but the first question to be answered is the question at the 30,000 foot view. And that's the question, how do you want to be remembered? Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, he calls this beginning with the end in mind. And he says, one day all your friends and your family, your coworkers, maybe your neighbors, one day they're going to dress up and they're going to drive to a celebration in your honor. And you'll be there too. Only you'll be laying in a large box at the front of the room or in a heap of ashes in a beautifully crafted urn. And a handful of people are going to stand up one by one and they're going to talk about you. Yes, 
I'm talking about your funeral. <laughs> so you might be thinking, well, Jeanette, that is a pretty morbid and strange way to start 2023 to talk about my funeral. But friends, it's reality. It's not if we die. It's when we die. We're all headed to that same place. And once we're gone, there's nothing that we can do about it. But today, here and now, we have choice. We have agency. We can envision and create the life of our dreams. And so the first step is to identify the key relationships in your life. For me, that first and most important relationship is God. And I suspect that's the most important core relationship for many of you listening. So asking the question, what do you want to hear God say to you at the end of your life? Oftentimes people will say, well, I just want God to say, well done. And that is great. Of course, we all want God to say, well done. But what is well done for you? Because a life lived well is going to be different for you than it is for me. What do you want your spouse or your significant other to say about you? What do you want your children or your coworkers or those you lead to remember about you? What character would you like them to have seen in you? What contributions or achievements would you like to be remembered for? What difference would you like to have made in their lives and in the world? Now, you might be driving or maybe you're on the treadmill somewhere and you want to consider these questions, but you're not able to write them down. No problem. I got you. I am going to put a link in the show notes to a resource, a free resource that you can download that will give you some journal prompts to really consider your life at this 30,000 foot view and some of these questions. I encourage you, you can go to the show notes or go to my website and JeanetteCochran.com slash podcast and you'll be able to find the show notes there. And so my dear sister, make 2023 the year that you connect deeply with your future self and refuse to play small. Think bigger than goals. Think life vision, future self. Get super clear about who you want to be and the legacy that you want to leave in this world and dream big because small doesn't serve anyone. Not you, not the people that you're called to lead and serve, not even God. Because we serve a big God who can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So dream. Ask, imagine, and let your vision drive your daily decisions, your actions, your calendar, your relationships. Start becoming your future self today and rise to your full potential because when women rise, everyone wins. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Empowered Christian Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and share it with other women in your network. For more information about me and the work that I do, check out JeanetteCochran.com. And I'd love to hear from you personally. Come join the conversation on social. You can find me on Facebook at Coach or Instagram at Jeanette.Cochran.